welcome back to This Week of Video Games and this is the News Roundup, giving you all the latest video game news you need to know in just 10 minutes. If you find this useful, then like, share and subscribe on YouTube and your favourite podcast app. Links are down below in the description or the show notes. Well, it's Monday, it's the 20th of April 2020, so let's get into the news. First up, Crisis Remastered has been revealed and it's coming to Nintendo Switch. And this comes from Eurogamer, written by Wesley Yin Paul. Following Crisis Remastered's sudden appearance on Crytek's official website last week, the developer has now shared more in the way of specifics alongside a summer launch window on PC, Xbox One, PlayStation 4 and Nintendo Switch. According to Crytek, the enhanced version of its acclaimed first-person sci-fi shooter will focus on the original single-player campaign. Crisis's multiplayer mode shut down in 2018 and doesn't appear to be returning, and it will feature remastered graphics and optimizations. So more specifically, Crisis Remastered, which is being co-developed by World War Z Studio and porting specialist Saber Interactive, I think they did the Witcher 3 port for Nintendo Switch, it's going to include high quality textures and improved R assets and an HD texture pack, temporal anti-aliasing, SSDO, SVOGI, state-of-the-art depth fields, new light settings, motion blur and parallax occlusion mapping. Wow, that is a mouthful. So particle effects will be added where applicable and there's also talk of volumetric fog as shafts of light, software-based ray tracing and screen space reflections. Exactly none of that is shown in the teaser trailer accompanying Crytek's original announcement and hopefully we'll get some proper eye candy really, really soon. So Crisis Remastered has been revealed by the official website and uh, following various teases over the past few weeks. As spotted by Twitter user Lashman, Crytek's website confirms the open-world sci-fi first-person shooter is coming to Nintendo Switch for the first time, so there's PC, PS4 and Xbox One. So Lashman said Crisis Remastered brings new graphic features, high-quality textures and the CryEngine's native hardware and API-agnostic ray-tracing solution for PC, PlayStation, Xbox and for the very first time Nintendo Switch. So next up in the news, Riot addresses concerns over Valorant's always-on anti-cheat system and this comes from Kotaku by Ian Walker. So players who installed Valorant, the new first-person shooter from Riot, also add to their computer an anti-cheat system that activates whenever they boot up their computer. It's practically always on, which caused quite a stir within the gaming community after being discovered last week. So a Riot rep told Kotaku that their anti-cheat system, called Riot Vanguard, needs this depth of access to stop aggressive cheaters, but some players insist the program goes overboard with its coverage. You've got a piece of software that can't be turned off. It runs with elevated privileges and non-stop on your system, one of the Reddit users who first called attention to the issue wrote. Let's say the anti-cheat gets compromised tomorrow, you won't know that your computer is exposed and it won't update until you start the game. So Riot's anti-cheat lead Paul Riot Arkham Chamberlain responded to these comments on the Valorant subreddit telling concerned players that Vanguard was functioning as intended and this is very different than common anti-cheat programs like Fortnite Easy Anti-Cheat which is only active when the game is active. A common way to bypass such measures is to activate cheats before loading the anti-cheat program and even utilising exploits that tamper with the anti-cheat directly as it turns on. Riot claims that having Vanguard boot up with the player's computers was the best way to prevent these tactics. The anti-cheat driver itself is only one small component of Vanguard, Chamberlain told Kotaku 
marketed via email, expanding on the answer he gave on the Valorant subreddit. We've also built a new backend that allows us to be more specific with our anti-cheat checks. Instead of running the same security scans on all computers, we can run checks in response to player reports, or other suspicious behavior which allows us to reduce the frequency and intensity of the scans on the majority of players' computers. Another sticking point that players have with Vanguard is it's given administrator-level privileges on their machines, further opening the possibility for malicious attacks should a shady person or persons compromise the anti-cheat system. Chamberlain said again that this wasn't an issue since most computer programs, especially anti-cheat software, are given that level of access. One way to think of Vanguard, he continued, is a very specialized antivirus program that only protects Valorant. All of Vanguard has been audited for security weaknesses by external audit firms as well as our internal security team, with a particular emphasis being placed on the kernel component, Chamberlain explained. We've built it on a principle of least privilege where the driver has as few features and does as few things as possible. For example, the driver does not communicate with the internet or collect any information. All functions can be done outside of the driver context are done by non-driver components, and this reduces the attack surface for the driver, making it less likely that security vulnerabilities exist. That said, it's very hard to verify these claims about Vanguard from the outside looking in, and players are simply being asked to trust Riot. So Vanguard also prevents players from using any modifications, even innocent cosmetic changes. The official line from Riot is that they're open to changing their anti-cheat measures in the future should players continue to find issue with them. So we invite players who are unsure to observe our actions and call us out if they don't like what they see, Chamberlain said. We think most players will appreciate our efforts, but if they don't, we'll change tactics and find another way to meet players' expectations. So next up in the news, PS5 stock to be limited in the first year, says Report. And this one comes from IGN by Jordan Olliman. Sony's PS5 production output will reportedly be limited in the first year of its launch, as Sony expects a higher price to affect demand for its new console. A Bloomberg report cites people familiar with the matter, claiming that Sony is set to produce fewer PS5 units in the console's first year than it did in the PS4's launch in 2013. According to Bloomberg sources, Sony will make 5-6 to six million units of the PS5 fiscal year ending March 2021. For perspective on that figure, PS4 sold over 7 million units in around the first five months. The reasoning for that apparently comes down more to the effect of a higher price tag, and the report notes that Sony anticipates the console's price tag to come in at around $499 to $550, a figure that the company thinks could put off some potential buyers in a launch year, meaning it will scale down the production. The exact price of the console is hard to pin down, however, the scarcity of components is reportedly making it difficult for Sony to pin down a price for the PS5, as any shortages could lead to a higher end of that reported price tag range. The COVID-19 outbreak is apparently only a factor on those components, rather than production of the completed PS5 itself. According to Bloomberg sources, who requested not to be identified, the pandemic has affected Sony's promotional plans for the new device, but its production capacity for the PS5 remains unchanged. As such, it's thought that Sony may forego hosting a public press conference due to fears pertaining to the coronavirus. Bloomberg sources noted that this pressure impacted the reveal of a DualSense controller, which was hurried due to the potential for leaks after sharing the controller's design with developers outside Sony. It's also worth noting, however, that the report mentions the production capacity for the PS5 still could change as the unpredicted COVID-19 pandemic rages on. Yet a launch window of the 2020 holiday season is still likely, with Bloomberg sources noting that it wouldn't change as long as Microsoft keeps to its plans to launch the Xbox Series X at the end of the year. 
So next up in the news, Just Cause 4 and Wheels of Aurelia, they're free on the Epic Game Store. This one comes from PC Gamer by Andy Chalk. So if you like free games, and who doesn't, then you'll want to take a trip to the Epic Game Store sometime this week. There's a few new free games up for grabs and this time it's the Open World Calamity Simulator, Just Cause 4 and Wheels of Aurelia, an immersive road trip through the gritty western coast of Italy during the Roaring Seventies. Just Cause 4 follows the adventures of super agent Rico Rodriguez, who travels to Solace to discover the truth about his past and blow stuff up. And the more latter than the former. Story is definitely not the thing here, but Rico ramps a motorcycle into a helicopter and then surfs on the roof of a classic American muscle car as it blows through a hurricane and then flies to safety with his jetpack. So, story schmory, to be honest. We all know what we're here for. The narrative takes somewhat more precedence in Wheels of Aurelia, a game about a woman named Lella who goes for a long drive during a little-known period of Italy's history. The Epic Store's listing says the game is rooted in culturally and historical research events of the 1970s, striving to challenge the stereotypical perception of Italy. Both games, they're free now and will remain so until April the 23rd. So next week's giveaway will be For the King, a turn-based strategy roguelike that features procedurally generated maps, quests and events. So yeah, good deals over there on the Epic Game Store, so go and check them out. And finally in the news this week, this is a public service announcement. So we've got new games coming to Xbox Game Pass, so we've got Gears Tactics, we've got The Long Dark, we've got Deliver Us the Moon, we've got Level Head, We've got Gato Roboto, and that looks really, really good. We've got Machinarium, and also we've got Hyperdot. And I first found out about Hyperdot through the MinMax show, and uh, yeah, it looks really, really cool. And I'm probably most excited about Gato Roboto, and uh, who doesn't want to be a cat riding around in a big mech suit? Well, that's it for the news today. I hope you found it useful, and don't forget to subscribe on YouTube and podcast apps. And if you like it, then share it with a friend. So this week in video games is a Patreon, podcast and a YouTube channel. So if you're interested in joining up, then head on over to patreon.com forward slash this week in video games and sign up for some benefits that include exclusive audio, Discord roles, community events and much, much more. Well, thanks again and I will see you soon.